Welcome back, my friends, to the In Obscuria podcast, a podcast where we exhume obscure rock and punk and metal, and we put them in one of three categories, the lost, the forgotten, or the should-have-beens. That's Robert Harrison over there. Cheers. And I'm Kevin friend. Williams over here. Salute. So, you cheers. know what? I, I cheers to you. you I gotta go. open it first. Yeah, I, I couldn't wait to okay. spend over 10 minutes. Oh, well. I need this. You need this. I've heard. I don't know why, but you, <sighs> you look like... And sounded like you needed a beer. Oh. And I'm happy that I can provide that beer oh, yeah. in our beer fridge. You know, before I tell you why I needed this beer, do you have anything to tell the listeners this week? Is there anything we need to know? It was 59 degrees today and sunny. Wait, is, that, a, is that an official weather report? Go ahead. Okay. Yes. And now let's kick it back on over to Robert Harrison for our five-day weather forecast. Robert. Thank you. I love that sounder. That's a great sounder. It was 59 degrees and sunny today. I got outside and for like 20 minutes, just was outside doing yard work, picking up some fallen limbs, blowing some leaves. 20 minutes. And I'm like, that was nice. <laughs> Went back inside. What'd you do the rest of the day? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I don't, what goes on in the world of Robert Harrison on today, a Thursday? Let's, let's say today I woke up at the crack of 745 mm. for no reason. Didn't have anything to do, but still woke up at 7.45. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, that's a bad way to start the day is just waking up without an alarm clock. I was no dropping reason. off children at school at that time, sir. <laughs> that sucks. And I don't mean I was taking a poop. No, you know, that's, that's dropping off yeah, the kids. Yeah, that's dropping poop. off the kids at the pool. Um, yeah, so I made breakfast and checked my email and did a couple other you know administrative stuff. But it's a whopping 9 o'clock now. I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you know, let me go make some use of myself. I vacuumed. I was like, this place is getting kind of filthy. Dog hair everywhere. Cleaned up. So it's now 9.45. Like, did all the dicking around I could possibly do. And like, all right, I'm going to go downstairs. And I started working on the car, which is kind of my daily routine now. I uh, So you must be chilling a little bit lately, I guess, with the old work Oh, uh, there's been stuff. Qu- quite a bit of that. Oh, there's a lot. There have been okay. days. Other than today, like when we do the podcast, there have been several days I have not said a word all day. <laughs> I was like a monk. <laughs> It wasn't like I was trying to not talk, but I just didn't leave the house and didn't answer the phone, even though it would ring. And I would go, yeah. well, there it is. It's yeah. ringing. Look at that. Yep. I'll, I'll text. It's just going to sit there and keep ringing because I don't want to talk to anybody right now. And it's just been quiet, mm. really quiet and peaceful because I'm like, I'm stuck inside because it's too cold to be outside. Oh, it's so cold. It's horrible. I'm wearing short sleeves. You're, you're wearing like two shirts. I got my flannel. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Look at that. He's yeah. got his In Obscuria shirt on. T-shirt under my best favorite flannel shirt. Just in case duty in calls. Case. Yeah, you're ready to I'm rip ready that to thing go. off. So yeah, that was my day. I worked on the car. Had some wonderful lunch. But uh, you know, if you want to hit a bu- certain button, you can. Oh, I get to hit the button. Nice. No, I didn't actually cook today, but... That's yeah, okay. It's yesterday. It's in the realm of between the last episode and now. Yeah, so... Uh, it works. Second sounder. We're only five minutes in. That's right, Munchketeers. It's time to get your grub on with the chef that can give it to your funky style. You know, continuing with my theme of um, maligned food, food that's looked down on, food that's just... People turn their nose up at it. I made Salisbury steak. Salisbury steak, children. <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> I was thinking that cafeteria food, <laughs> Salisbury steak. So what is your recollection, your memories of Salisbury steak when you heard TV that at school? Dinners. Oh, that's, TV dinners. That's what I okay. think of. Salisbury steak was something that I got only in a tinfoil wrapped tray. Now, just last week or the week before, you said your mother didn't like food from a box. So we got, and I thought this was awesome as a kid, but yeah. we got TV dinners when they went out either <laughs> dancing or bowling. Oh, see, my parents didn't dance because they were oh. Baptists, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they, they weren't coordinated enough to bowl, but like church functions, if we were left right. alone or something like that, I had a babysitter, same yeah. thing. That color TV now in this the corner. Is, this is pre-microwave stuff. Oh, yeah. These are so the this is TV dinners that you would put in the oven. Yeah. And it had the Salisbury steak, yeah. usually, or meatloaf. A little gravy. A little gravy on it. And then you had your, your veggie, your carb, some, like your mac and cheese or something. Some funky and, tasting green beans. Yeah. And then it had usually like some sort of- Apple cobbler. Some kind of pie. Yeah, pie yeah, or something. cobbler or something. Yeah. Because it would be in the same tray, so it had yeah. to be something that like ice cream all would in, work. Yeah, all in separate little Yeah, that was the best thing. I love that. I thought they were great. Mommy, I wanted to finish reading this story today. And now, you have to make dinner. No, I don't. Tonight, we're taking a little vacation for making dinner, honey. Come on. Tonight, she's serving Swanson frozen dinners. She knows that Swanson dinners have the extras that give her family a good meal and give her a one-hour vacation with her family. <laughs> Serve Swanson dinners soon and enjoy reading that new storybook with him. You are a sexist pig. Yeah, so I, you know, hungry man, hungry man, or whatever that was, but like high school cafeteria Salisbury steak, it got a bad name. So I used like the best cuts of beef, mixed in some turkey sausage with it, made a red wine gravy, best damn gravy I've ever made in my life. I, our friend Cindy, she confirmed that was the best damn gravy I've ever made. All right, Cindy approved. Cindy approved, and she's very picky. Mm. She does not eat anything unhealthy or too she salty. She loves it when you say that. Yeah. She, <laughs> <laughs> she's very picky. <laughs> she knows that. She's also in great shape because she doesn't eat all the crap that I do. But I try to, you know, make something healthy. And this was relatively healthy and delicious. And so, I don't know. What's next on that food train where, you know, you look down on it, you, you sneer at it. You're like, ew, so I'm you, eat that. You have actually, in the past three weeks, yeah. you have covered catfish. Catfish. Which is looked down upon. Right. Chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets. And you also did, what was the other one? Forgetting. There was something with the chicken nuggets. You did something before the chicken nuggets. Was it... Um, wasn't hot dogs. Was it some kind of burger? No. Damn it. What was it? Well, you did a Beyond Burger. That was one. Oh, that was the accident, though. <laughs> that was the accident. There was something. I think it was the burger, and then you did chicken nuggets or Maybe something Maybe so. Like you're getting as bad as but, me. Yeah. You're it's, right. It's contagious. <laughs> oh, no. You've, inf you've infected me. <laughs> Shit for brains. Oh, well. Well, I, I haven't told my story yet. Okay. Um, so, Kevin, hmm. we don't get to hear lots of uh, your personal life because it's personal, but... Well, let me have another sip <laughs> of this beer here. Unlike me, which blabs about everything I do. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying your days here. Yeah, nice and quiet. Yesterday happened yeah. to be Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't have to worry about that because dating season doesn't start till the day after Valentine's Day. You never, ever start dating right before Valentine's Day. So I've got like a lot of plans. I the see your strategy there. Yeah. Mm. Lots of plans coming up. So go All ahead. Right. So normal. You've been married how long? Uh, 20 years. Yeah. So you yeah. should have this down to a science by now. Yeah. And this, the, the, that wasn't the problem. It's Valentine's Day. It's a holiday. My kids, you know, they're super excited. They love any holiday, but especially when there's pink involved and hearts. Oh, yes. And, you know, you, all the stuff that you girls love. You in a love. room full of, a uh, house full of women. Yeah. So we start the day normal. They have school, but we give them their Valentine's, you know, little candies and they have their cards and stuff ready 
ability to take this school. They still do that. Or at least the fifth grader does it. The sixth grader is too cool for oh, yeah. that now. That's, they do something that. else at school. But anyway, normal day. I get in the car, my wife's car, her car. The yeah. white car. Yeah, the white. You know oh, the one I'm talking about. It's, it's large. Yeah, not the biggest oh, no, one. Oh, not the biggest, not the biggest one. Yeah, because you've nice got one. two white cars. Yeah. So we you have, two, have to. I have to. Well, guess. we did. So two oh, white no. cars. And uh, anyway, I'm in my wife's, her baby, her yeah. the love of her life. Yes. This Range Rover. Besides you, has. it's the love of her life. Yes. Yes. Well, we'll see. And I dropped the first child off at school, mm-hmm. and then I'm heading into work. Mm-hmm. I am sitting. So uh, let me just preface this first. I don't know what I did to the universe yesterday, but it, it, was it just really was angry and not happy with me. Yeah. And you'll see. So I'm sitting at a traffic light, stopped, mm-hmm. minding my own business, just waiting to go, just mm-hmm. waiting for the light to turn green. And this is the, you will know the intersection. This is at um, Marietta Street and Northside. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know That's where I, a horrible intersection. It's a horrible intersection. Yes, I've had problems there. I didn't make it to the intersection. So, just minding my own business, next thing I know, wham! I get just creamed from behind. And not the fun kind of creamed no, from behind. No, no. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> Hello. No. <laughs> it's not that kind of Valentine. <laughs> Sorry. What's wrong with you? No, this is quite the opposite. No, I got, my car just got rocked and I didn't take my foot off the gas or off the brake, right. so I didn't move forward. I didn't hit. The I did not hit the car in front of me. Yeah, and thankfully it's a heavy vehicle. And so the first thing good. I think I, this is horrible of me because I, I, reflecting on it now, I should have been very concerned for what just happened yeah. to the person behind me and the other mm-hmm. three people that I didn't know about at the time. But no, my first thought was, how does a motherfucker get in a car accident when he's not even driving? I'm sitting still. Minding just minding my own business, as you business. mentioned. Yeah. yeah. And I got, yes, I got in an accident while I was waiting at a stoplight. And so I look behind me, and sure enough, this girl's Toyota is just, I can tell already, it's totaled. Her airbag came out, Ooh. and she's behind me, and she's dazed and confused. Yeah. You know, which... I sort of am too. Even if the accident wasn't that bad, when the airbag smacks yeah, you in the face, exactly. It's a and it's a young girl. Yeah, she's first never time been, she's been smacked never, in the face like that. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? She's never been smacked in the face. I don't know that, but she's <laughs> first time she's ever been in an accident, and so she gets out of the car, and I'm like, are "You are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right." And then I notice I look across the street. I see another car. And this car is on the sidewalk, almost going into the storefront of the apartment building leasing center. I know the apartment building, yes. But instead, she hit a big-ass potted plant and broke that instead, and that kept her from going into the building. So she's on the sidewalk, and she's getting out of her car. She looks like she's all right. And then I see a passenger getting out in the back. It's an Uber driver. (laughs) Oh, shit. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, at least everybody's okay. They are not getting a tip. And then I see this guy kind of, this guy's just standing next to me, and I'm like, who are you? He's like, well, I'm in the Tesla that was behind you. I was like, holy shit, how many of us got hit? <laughs> so apparently the Uber driver pulled out while the girl that hit me was going down to take the right lane that turns right. Yep. And the Uber driver pulled out bef- right before she got to her. And so she reacted by turning mm-hmm. really quickly to the left. And so she scraped the whole side of the Tesla and then went into the back of me. And so there's one, two, there's four three, cars. Three, yeah, but she damaged two cars. She damaged two. When and she should have just hit the Uber driver and just been done with it. Yeah, but she, that would have been complete T-bone. So they, they, that might have been a fatal crash. So yeah. she did the right thing, yeah. but at the same time, she didn't. 
because I, I, she must have been going pretty fast. Yeah. We were stopped. The Tesla and I were stopped. And we were that way, was a mistake too. Line. When all the traffic is stopped and you've got a clear open lane, you got to assume that's going to happen. And people do that. They're thinking, oh, I'm going to haul ass all the way down this lane where one person decides I'm going to jump in that lane right in front of you. So I pull my car off because this is like right at 8.30 in the morning. This is rush hour yeah. traffic and, and you know people are getting There's upset. nowhere to pull off where you are. It's very congested 24 no. hours a day. And I was, I was just like, and I'm irritated because I nobody's hurt, so yeah. you know I'm, I'm just irritated. Ass, so I yeah. I pull my car into a, an abandoned parking lot that's right there, and I literally just re- had to rev the engine just to come dislodged from the girl that hit me. Oh, you're you had to get the garden hose out and spray <laughs> down, <laughs> you know, just like I'm out. That's okay. Just let you put out the gas. I'll pull you into the parking lot yeah. with me. And her car is just leaking every fluid that it has, yeah. and I'm like, holy shit, she, her car's totaled. Oh yeah, probably. by going on by hitting the Tesla and going under me. Yeah. So this is my morning. And this is the same vehicle that last year, was it last year? That last it spent year, yes. She eight backed weeks? out in into her sister's same yeah. car. <laughs> Which that sucks. Uh, it really sucks. Nobody to blame right uh, there. But really yeah, sucked. it's been a long time yeah. in so the shop. That car, so here's, here's where the universe starts just fucking with me. Yeah. So that car was paid off two weeks ago. <laughs> paid off two weeks ago. Still had a lot of years on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it had just been repaired to your point. Right, it looked pristine. Looked great. Inside's amazing. Yeah, the, the thing still drives, but they're going to total it. I can tell with the damage done, they're going to total it. No. Oh yeah, they've already I told have to us. go see it. No, they've already told us. Wow, that's pretty bad then. Bent the frame. And that was a good smack. And yeah, you, it was it was a big smack. And you felt no physical physiological effects, did you? Yeah, people keep asking me like, "You're going to be hurting soon." I, I I'm like, "No, that's I a good feeling." That's a good advertisement for that. We're, we're not advertising that vehicle because they're not paying us, but right. it's it shows you why sometimes it's really nice to have a big ass vehicle. Yeah, and it's not that big, but it's, it's it is solid. an SUV and it's a solid. It's piece, a, it's a solid piece oh, of yeah. machinery. Absolutely. And yeah, it did its job, and the the brakes worked perfectly i didn't go into the car in front of me yeah you know i stopped the chain reaction yeah, you, you weighed three times the amount of that car that hit you so right you the car absorbed it thankfully not you yeah so that's the start of my day when the police show up the guy gets out of the car he's like okay people move along there's nothing to see here um license registration no he's like um yeah my my laptop's not working so i'm gonna have to do this old school and write it up on paper i'm like oh god Three hours later. For a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. City of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, City of Atlanta. Three hours later. He was a nice guy, but I'm like, oh, my yeah. God, man. Because these guys don't do it that way anymore, no. and it takes a long time. In triplicate carbon yeah. copy forms. Three hours later, they're towing the girl that hit me. It took three, three hours. Three hours. With... I'm no supposed to be at injuries. work. I got a lot of shit going on at yeah. work. Didn't make any of that, of course. And then he asked me, do you need a tow? And I'm like, I don't know because the bumper is literally almost piercing my tire, my yeah. back tire. And so I said, I, I think I'm going to try to take care of it. And I did. I was able to like rip it off. I just ripped my bumper right off my car, put it in the back. By the power of Grayskull. Man, right? <laughs> I was like, right in the car, yeah, right Yeah. On. So my wife comes in our other white car, and she's, I, I could just tell, she's like on the verge of tears. I'm mm. like, oh, she's really concerned about me. No, yeah, no, it's about her car. Oh, no, no, we, I've, I've known your wife <laughs> yeah. almost as long as you, so. So I'm like, all right, we'll take it to the 
the specialist, the collision place that we've been to recently. Yeah. And she follows me and she says something to me after we drop the, the car off to, mm-hmm. for them to do the collision damage update estimate. And she says, yeah, I think I think stuff was falling off of the car as you were driving because I think I, I rolled over something. I'm like, oh, I didn't think anything about that. I go to her work with her because we have to pick up the kids now. We have mm-hmm. one car. We got to pick up the kids. Oh, you need to borrow one? I got some extras laying around. Well, here, here's the thing. My Mustang... So my car that we've talked about, yeah. my Mustang Your fun is, car. is usually sitting in my garage, yeah. has been up at my sister-in-law's apartment complex for about three months because she had to borrow it when she had car trouble. That's the backup. And she didn't have a way to get it back to us without us having to go up there and do the two-person drive yeah. at home thing. So I, was, I just have been putting it off and haven't done it. And it's been sitting in her garage, so I knew it was fine. Mm. So anyway, the thought is we're going to go up there. We're going to pick up the kids from school and we're going to go up there and get my Mustang. Mm-hmm. Okay. My sister-in-law said, hey, I tried to cut the engine on a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's dead. So I already know I got I to gotta jump the car mm-hmm. just to get it out of the garage. No problem. We can do that. Yeah. That's no big deal. Dude, that's just jumper cables, man. Yeah, exactly. So we get the kids. We start heading up there. And our one of our tires is just like the warning light comes on. Mm-hmm. And it goes down to like 18 pounds <laughs> of air in the tire. I'm like, mm-hmm. um, oh, crap. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to fill it up. We probably have a nail. I'm just going to fill it up, and then we'll probably have to fill it up again. And I, I felt that, uh, sure enough, I got out. We went to a gas station, and I sure enough, I saw that there was some kind of metal object in the tire. And Grace is like, that scares me. I'm going to see if we can get to a tire place. As we're heading up to get the yeah. other car and jump it. You're... So now this is the third car that has an issue in one day. The universe. Yeah is just jabbing me, you know, with little pins. So romantic, by the way. Yeah, this, this is, is my great. Valentine's. Yeah. And the kids are with us. Put a Barry White song over the top of this. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I fill the tire up, and by the time I get back in the car, she goes, oh, there's actually, I called, there's a tire place down the street, and they said they can take us. It's like 6 p.m. I was surprised anybody answered the phone. But sure enough, I take the whole family, and I'm like, happy Valentine's Day, and we're all sitting inside the tire plus waiting room oh yeah waiting room but they have nice waiting rooms that's a nice chain type tire it's, place it's fine yeah it's not so the local Smyrna is, place I go to that's just an old gas station that's nasty and greasy but it's but it's cheap yeah so this is where we're starting our, our evening for Valentine's yeah. Day and all together we're, we're all together we're all safe we're good to Waffle House right across the well, street well we still gotta go up north we still gotta drive oh, you know right. 45 minutes to get to my car and so the guy comes out and he's just got a big smile on his face this he's is like, gonna cost you, he's sir. Like, no, he, he, he was, he's like, you guys just won the award for the biggest projectile I've ever seen in a tire. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out. He's like, this is what was in your tire. It had gone straight in. It was a screwdriver, like the head, or not the head, but the whole shaft the of shaft. a screw, yes. screwdriver without the the handle. So it had nothing like, to do with the, your wreck. No, I thought you. I was thinking it was a no. A she debris. was telling me that she ran over some debris. No, right. she just ran over a screwdriver in the road. And if you had tried to run over a screwdriver Perfectly. and tried to get it stuck, yeah, you'd do it a million times and it wouldn't do it. But he says the guy was like, "Yeah, we just saw this little metal thing. And we thought it was a screw. And we started pulling it, and it just kept coming, and kept coming straight. So she ran over this thing like it was yeah. straight in the air when it she ran over it like a spike. And so he's like, "It goes in the jar. <laughs> they had a jar <laughs> and they had all these different things. They're like, this is the biggest one." <laughs> they put it in the jar. <laughs> Do I get a discount? Yeah, he only charged me 20 bucks to fix it anyway. That's not bad. That's not bad. No, it's not bad at all. So I'm like, good God, what else can happen today? Oh, don't ever say that. Don't yeah. ever. It, learn wow, learn from me. It's been a hell of a day. Yeah. Let's go get this car and go home. Uh-huh. All right, so 45 minutes. We get up to where my car is parked. 
my Mustang. Yep, it's dead. Graveyard it's completely dead. dead. Graveyard dead. But it's no, it's no problem. We're, yeah. we're dudes. We know how to do this. Yeah, just jump yeah. the cables. Jumped it. No problem. By the power of Grayskull. Boom, right away, starts up. So she parks this thing. The, the garage is a bit of an incline. So as I am closing the hood of the car, ba-bam, the door shuts. <gasps> Ignition's on. Doors are locked. Doors locked. Oh, no. Oh. Guess where my spare key is? In the car? No. Oh. No, it's all oh. the way back home. 45 oh. minutes away. <laughs> so guess what I had to do? I'm like, y'all go to... you. Go to Valentine's dinner and enjoy yourself. Sheila, I'm borrowing your car. 45 minutes back home, get the spare key. 45 minutes back up. Atlanta traffic, too. Atlanta traffic is rush hour traffic, and I know where you were. Yeah, that's the worst of it. It sucked. Yeah, but at least that the key worked, car opened. Oh, that is the worst. I've had that. I've done that. I've, I've car I almost broke open the window. The I thought yeah. about it. I'm like, I'll just break that small window in the yeah. back. Who cares? Yes. Yeah, so I care. Th- I, I, I can't do it's that. It's 300 bucks. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. You made so, the right decision. You weren't stuck on the side of the road, thankfully. Nope. nope. You, you had another car. So imagine this, yeah. a Mustang in a kind of closed off garage i mean it's open air yeah it's not like fumes are going to kill people right it's just running, but it is running, running for an hour and a half in a garage with the lights on and they're not quiet it's dug, 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 no dug, it's, dug, 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 it's dug, dug, a v8 man yeah. that thing's gone <laughs> 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 hour and a half i bet the people there was like what the hell <laughs> that dumbass just sitting there idling checking his voicemail what he's doing i didn't have to worry phone? about anybody stealing no. it you know well well i guess it could have broken though yeah they know how to open cars well that's but, true you need a car open? Call a thief. They know how to do that. So that was a very that, long-winded just, story to tell you that, that the universe was fucking with me. Yeah, yesterday. they were, and they did. Mm-hmm. It did thoroughly. Three just, cars, but you got it out of the way. You, you have good karma the rest of the year. Now. Yeah, you know what? Today's a new yeah. day. It's a new day, and you get a beer. Exactly. You so get, you get to talk for a living now. All right. Well, after you have a struggle with the universe, go listen to Pot of Thunder, Cobras and Fire. Growing Up Rock, Slam Fest Podcast, Decibel Geek, A to Z Radio, Metal Up Your Podcast, The Hustle, Disciples of the Watch, Podcast Rock City, State of Amorica, Rock Strikes 10, Potter Than Hell, Podcast, The Kiss Room, Ages of Rock, Retro Zest Podcast, The Synaptic Empire, and Dude! <laughs> Forget about Monty. Hey, 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 it's Monty. Not on Valentine's Day. No. Monty's Rockcast. Show him some love. Come visit us in Obscuria.com. Like us, share us, Facebook, X, Instagram. I forgot one thing. Oh. The Uber driver had a passenger. I mentioned that. Yeah. The passenger waited all of two minutes before they got another Uber. It just, just took off. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Didn't wait on the cops. No. <laughs> Out of what, there. For what reason? Yeah, yeah. That, I've never thought about that. But yeah, if you're in an accident, you just hit that button. See you call later. Up another one. That's <laughs> your problem. This is why you have the job. You get no stars. No stars. <laughs> <laughs> Did not make it to the destination. Uh, I feel bad for that lady, right? That's yeah. her job. Yeah. That's what she does. She, she drives did, Uber she, and she she, she didn't her, total the car, but it, it looks She bad. stuck her nose where it didn't belong. That's why you don't pull out in front of people like that. She she even told the cop. She said, I assumed there was no one coming. Oh, oh, oh no. No, no. You did not just say that. Okay, I lost a lot of sympathy for her there. She's oh, just a no. dumbass. No, cited yeah. right away. You can't do the, uh, let me just feel if somebody's out there. <laughs> yeah. Let me just stick out there and see what happens. I watched Star Wars, and I know about the Force. Yes. 
and I don't have it. No. No, 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 no. Well, let's get back to, to music, yeah, shall we? that's why we? we're here. That's why we're here. Not to talk about my car accident. My totaled car. <sighs> anyway, so I'm, other than this shit, I'm loving 2024 because I'm not having to deal with the possessions, the constant hauntings yes. that I endured over the years. That's how, in the past, I got our episode themes. This year- well, We say possessions, not things, but like being, no, being no, possessed. Like, yes. Actually, yeah. yes. You evil were, spirits you in my body. You worried about your possessions. You yes. just got one of your possessions totaled. So. Yeah, well- But no, not your possessing. D- exactly. So this year, I have the pleasure of simply mining the catacombs- of the complex mind of our very own source for all who's that episodic material. me oh yes that is you now i do have another clip that miss kristen schimbeck sent us of her saying it as well and we might throw that in right here captain content you know it's a thing yeah when our friends and listeners are Start sending us you started it man you started this not me are Just sending always remember these to that us. when you get tired of it so those of you out there who think you can better the Captain Content yeah. theme, go ahead and send it to us. I, Christmas was good, but I think there's a few people out well, there. Well, you know, she sent two. So let me play the second one here. Oh, by the way, this is my voice after the Mr. Big Show. <laughs> How about that? Captain Content. <laughs> I didn't hear the second one. It's all like she went to see Mr. Big, apparently, oh, and her voice so- is just crappy anyway back to you captain content so over the past several episodes the Mm -hmm. good captain yourself i've been trying have made references and even picked bands like liquid jesus the electric love hogs and Mm -hmm. precious death that came about in a very unique time in history of rock and punk and metal and that's what we're going to talk about today that thing that came out in the late 80s and early 90s that you and i have dubbed our own genre the in-betweeners. In-betweeners. So this is episode 218, The In-Betweeners, When 80s Met 90s, part duh. Duh, yeah. First one was good, but the duh is so much better. <laughs> so in the late, if you don't know what we're talking about because we made it up, it is a thing, very much so. So in the late 80s, there were bands that were somewhat outside of the status quo of that time of hard rock and metal. They seemed to be playing music that was a little more complex, perhaps, or just different. It felt a little more college This is before alternative. Right. And so you didn't know what that was. That wasn't a thing. This is before grunge. You didn't know what that was. It wasn't a thing. Mm-hmm. But you heard these bands, and it was like, they're kind of hard rock and metal, but they're kind of not. Back then, they called it college music. Right. Before alternative. And so they were kind of somewhere in between all of that stuff. So that's why we're calling it the in-betweeners. And we've done this one episode before, back in episode 133. So this is kind of the stuff between hard and heavy 80s and the alternative and grunge 90s. Mm-hmm. Stuff in between. So these are bands that were cool with metalheads and their videos were on Headbangers Ball. But they were also cool with the college rock and punk rock and goth kids, and their videos were on MTV's 120 Minutes. Mm -hmm. So they crossed over, and nobody at that time knew how to label them. They hadn't come up with the, the clever genre labels yet. So a lot of times, they were either thrown in with what was going on as glam metal 
thrash, goth, or they were simply called progressive, which again, back then meant something different. It wasn't just prog rock from the 70s. It was progressive meant was outside the norm. Yeah. That would then become alternative. Ahead of its time, maybe. Experimental, maybe is another way. But so anyway, some of the notable in-betweener bands that we've talked about, you know, in the mainstream, there was Jane's Addiction for sure. Extreme somewhat because they were kind of hard rock, but they had those acoustic things and then they had funk and yeah. Faith and War for sure. Our friend Monty with Galactic Cowboys, King's X, Warrior Soul, who we've done two shows on, Raging Slab, who we've done a show on. We like this stuff. And uh, even White Zombie, I would consider an in-betweener because they were, when they came out, even though it was 93, when they kind of hit it big, they were still different than anything else that was out there. They didn't quite fit in. They had this goth thing. They had this metal thing, the thrash thing, and yet they were also alternative and grungy. Would uh, Jesus and Mary Chain fit in that? You know, they... they, I thought they were late 80s. They were late 80s, and they got kind of lumped in with the college scene and the goth scene, but there again, they were crossing genres. So yeah, they kind of are. I just spent a a day... Working in the garage, listening. See, see, this stuff. is why Captain Content he brings this to us, yeah. and he's 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 lives it. You live it. I live it. I got nothing yeah. better, nothing better to do. Exactly. So we're going to get into some more of these bands. Some of these. Well, let's just see here. I think all of these I'm bringing to you. These are none of these are the ones you sent to me, but I'm basing it off of the ones that you did send to me that we've played or talked about in recent weeks. You'll see how this goes. All right. The first one is an American psychedelic avant-garde progressive metal band. See? You, you got you me can right throw there. all that together. You got me It's right an there. in-betweener. They released two albums before splitting up. And that's the case with most of these. They don't have a long life because they didn't know where to put them. And I was trying to remember where I heard about them and how I got this CD. And I believe there was an article or something where... Mr. Warrior Soul himself, Corey Clark, was talking about playing with this band or that he liked this band or something, and I just remembered the name, Naked Son, the name mm-hmm. of the band. Is it Naked or Naked? Well, we would say Naked. Yeah. But it, yes, it's Naked Son. And, it uh, depends on what you're doing. If, if you watched Headbangers Ball or 120 Minutes back in the day, they had a video that probably got played three times for a song called A Song on Fire. And the video, YouTube it, you're going to want to because it captures exactly what we mean when we say an in-betweener band. There's This band is playing in the back alley somewhere, Pittsburgh, I don't know where they are, and there's metal dudes and there's punk rock kids and then there's like goth people wearing neon and like 60s retro psychedelic clothes, all just hanging out, drinking beers and having fun. Now see, that's my favorite place right there. Yeah. That convergence of several yeah. different worlds. Go- goth girls dancing yeah. around. I mean, it's just like everything we that I just said mm-hmm. is part of the in-between. It's in this video. Yeah. That's my party. Take me yeah. to it. And the singer, he's wearing like a ringmaster's coat and he's got these creepy baby doll heads on his shoulders. Oh. So it looks like he has three heads. <laughs> It's really bizarre. Sure, this wasn't Burning Man because this sounds a it's, lot. It like sounds that. a lot like it, but this you have a this was nineteen ninety. People, yeah, this, no, I don't think there was. This video came out in nineteen ninety yeah. for this band, Naked Sun. Now, if they were still around, they would probably be at Burning Man, and maybe they are. I don't know. The other thing that just gives it away that they're in between the alternative age and the kind of glam metal age is the names yeah. of the members of this band. So I'm just going to lay this on you. Playing the electric and acoustic bass and cello, zero. Just zero. None. That's his name. Let's see here. Drums and percussion, T.B. Quagmire. Uh, vocals, lead vocals, and alto sax, Max Vanderwolf. Okay. Yeah. It sounds Euro. Yeah. But they were American. Uh, let's see here. Now, 
all guitars. It, it says all guitars. Every single so every single guitar you hear. This guy, Matthias Q-Tip, <laughs> he played them. And then, of course, we cannot forget on keyboards and backing vocals, Franz Liebkens. Okay, yeah. And, and these are American guys. <laughs> Pennsylvania Dutch? Maybe, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you, you just know what you're going to get. Yeah. We're about to play. You, you kind of already have in your head oh, yeah. what you're going to hear. I will say this. If you try to search for the band Naked Sun, be very careful. You'll get a lot of pictures. Well, you might get that if you do images. Yeah, don't do images. <laughs> um, but there is a more recent Americana band called The Naked oh, Sun. Okay. And so it's really hard to find this band because that band's newer. Yeah. And they're all hits. over the interweb versus this band who is not. So very hard to find them. I thought they were one and done. I thought they only had the one CD that I picked up a long time ago. But apparently they had another one in 1994. I've never heard it. So we're going to play from the first album because that's all I have. From their self-titled debut album from 1991, this song is called Psycho Activate. Playing hard and working hard to play harder. That's what rock core is all about. Every day, our thousands of men and women keep America's only export going strong. Isn't it time you did your part to help keep America a player in the world economy? Well, if you want this nation to be a player, then you've got to be a player. Whether it's rap, rock, pop, funk, or alternative, Rockcore will train you to be the best at what you do. If you've got the guts, we've got the culture. Strap on a guitar, because Uncle Sam wants you to be a star. Stop into your local recruiter today. I was slipping down the drain, sinking deeper into pain, boredom beating on my brain. Sent a single, sent a win like a psychic younger din. You can't make it. Of its birth, I woke up
You may think that what you heard is the singing of a bird. You may hang on every word. But you really hear the song, so your heart can beat along, then you've got to be the bird. You can make it. I'm the Psycho. 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 <laughs> what um, in the hell did you just play? Yeah, indeed. It, it that, was it was like wow, metal versions of Flaming Lips and Ween. I got Getty Lee jokingly singing covering a Vince Neil solo song that was so bad it was never released. <laughs> so he was just spoofing on that. Maybe it was the Flaming Lips and Getty Lee with Ugly Kid Joe back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, your favorite band. <laughs> oh, sorry, my brain is still processing what I just heard. So with the intro, that was like, okay, Kevin, it's too early for, you know, April Fool shit. Okay, okay, what the hell? What is no, this? <laughs> you're seriously playing this? Okay, yeah. that was just the intro to that song. Yeah, it was them having a little fun. I thought it was kind of interesting because they're the talking about... I'm like, this is 1982. This is not... Right, right. They're making late fun 80s. of... Late 80s. Yeah, they're making fun of the... It did sound like... The 80s. Public. Because they're now in the 90s, so yeah. they're making fun of the it, 80s. It, it was cool to do that. Yeah. yeah. It was... At 1999 is when it started going, oh, no, this is yeah, actually kind of fun. It was kind of good it, stuff. It was good times, yeah. <laughs> Hangovers had all worn off. Now, what was funny is he mentions these genres, and the last one he says is alternative. Mm-hmm. And that was recorded in 1991, so I guess that was when the The term, first mention... Of, it's like heavy metal thunder was the first time heavy metal was referred yeah. to. So perhaps, I'm just going to throw this out there. Perhaps Naked Sun are responsible for the term alternative. Defined a generation, Kevin. Defined it all comes it. back to these guys. You found it. I found who, it. Who else? I ask you again, who else is playing this mm-hmm. at all? Anywhere? Probably not even the guys who were in this band. They've heard it before. Yeah. They're like, nah, <laughs> I don't want to hear that. And so this is probably a, a no on your playlist. That, no. I, oh, this is. That was just yes. weird enough. I would like to hear more. Okay. No, you, you should. You, you have my interest, sir. You need. Okay. So I will subscribe to that newsletter, please. <laughs> you need to go but watch it's hard a to song find. on fire. Just go to YouTube, okay, put song Naked Sun, A Song on Fire. Yeah. And it's glorious. Absolutely Oh, yeah. Glorious. After I've heard that, I have no doubt. Not the band. <laughs> but I have no doubt whatsoever that that's going to be a good video. All right. Well, let's see if I can keep this going. Yeah, starting off strong. Okay, so this next band, they were formed in the mid-'80s. Well, depending on which one you want to talk about. This is another one. This was really hard to find the information on this band. I've had this CD since probably 1992. Didn't know anything about the band, just read it in Rip Magazine. Like, oh, cool. They look good. Cool. Yeah, you had low standards back then. it was all about how they looked. Looks good? I'll buy it. Yeah, 
looks well here i'll tell you how it looked the cover is what got me mm-hmm. so it's the band all huddled together in like this little practice space you can tell it's real tight and they look very hair metal got lots of long hair going on you know this is 1990 1989 yeah. somewhere around there but they're wearing like more punk rock looking stuff mm-hmm. uh, and also some of the guys are wearing like psychedelic like that neo psychedelic late 80s yeah, that was a, going a, on. had a brief resurgence. The, the resurgence of if, if you're not old enough to remember, yeah, the the bright colors, yeah. the living color. Yeah, they were big on that. But it, like the bell bottomish kind of like making fun of the 60s look, the, the whatever groove, that is. Groove in the groove is in the heart. What groove, was that? Yeah, so that was D light. D light. Yes, they were uh, the main ones that yes. you would see. Kind of this hippie, but neon hippie it's, look. It's called Paisley. I don't, they had a like a small subgenre of Paisley yeah, something. Brief. Anyway, it showed up. One guy, one guy on this cover has on shorts. And a ripped magazine T-shirt and a leather jacket. I'm like, oh, he's cool, dude. That's absolutely cool. That's what I wear. And the guy next to him is wearing like a Beetlejuice striped kind of suit, mm-hmm. like Beetlejuice from the movie. And he has dreadlocks, which was a new thing then. And yeah. a lot of guys wearing like dreadlocks. Faith, Faith and Moore, the singer, yeah. had dreadlocks before the Mike Patton guy. And he was wearing like a Rasta hat. So I'm like, okay, they're like, they're like mixing in. What are they reggae? I don't know. And then next to the guy who was obviously the guitarist because he looked very hair metal, but he was holding a skateboard. Can't play that very well, but... No, but I'm like, this is my band. Yeah. They, they encapsulate everything These that is me at this are time. my people. These are my people, my peeps. And so I didn't know anything other than what I just told you about yeah. them, how they looked. That's, <laughs> and how they that? sounded. That was your bar. It was not yeah. that high of a bar, but you know, a skateboard check. So I can't, I can't just I'll leave it at it. that. I can't, I got to tell you some history about this band. So I do my research. I get our team on this. Yes. And they crack staff that, Yes, our crack staff doing crack. They completely, I, I don't know. Here's what they found. Surprise, motherfucker. Number one, Funhouse is a goth rock band from Sweden formed in Kalmar in 1986 and are still active. I don't think that's who this is. Mm, goth rock. No. It's like, no, give me another one. Yeah. I mean, the timing's right, 1986. Yeah, makes sense. Funhouse. Name uh, name of this band. Funhouse began in 1987. That makes sense. And they played and worked their way up to major clubs in Philadelphia and the surrounding area. They snagged a record deal with Wolf Records in 1989 and recorded their first album, which is considered to be risque or controversial. I don't I don't think that's them either. I don't think that's who I'm looking at yeah. here. They don't look like a Philadelphia band from that Not type of Not very risque. Or... This is what I think they are. Number three, Funhouse was formed in Hollywood, California in 1986. So take that yeah. take that all in. Hair band, skateboards, yeah. But take that all in. The other two bands I just named were formed in 1986 and 1987. There were three Funhouses. All back to back to back. At the same time. That is a Funhouse. This band from Hollywood, they released their first record, Generation Generator, in 1990 on Caroline Records. Yes, that's who this is, because that's the name of the album. That's how I knew. That, that's how that I was knew. your connection. And that's as much as I got. That's it. <laughs> that's what they did. Yep, they released an album. One and done. Good for them. And their sound is somewhere between, I'll let you say what you think, but I okay. think it's somewhere between Motley Crue, The Chili Peppers, and perhaps Ugly Kid Joe. Okay. See second, what you think. Second one in a row.
There's a sound you haven't heard in a while, was it? What is that sound? Oh, for the youngins outside, that's when you leave a phone off the hook. And if you leave it just What's sitting there. Yeah, it's off the hook. It's that thing you have to, the cradle, you hang it up in the cradle. I don't understand. Yeah, man. I just hit off. <laughs> exactly. But it doesn't in. do that. Yeah, the old-fashioned landlines, if you left it just sitting there and walked away boop, from boop, it, boop, 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 boop. there was nobody Just to let you line. know. Yeah. It would just, hey, hey, hang me up. Yeah, it was really loud, too. It was like, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Yeah. So that was interesting. It wasn't as in-betweener as some of the other bands. It was definitely more on the hair band side, except for that brief intro when it had the- It's got the little funk Funky clean. It. Yeah. It's, and then the solo it seemed really disjointed. It was more of a Kurt Hammett- Solo with it seemed the like a one everything. taker to me. Yeah, they're yeah. in betweeners and a one taker. It just kind of came out of nowhere and just left out of nowhere. <laughs> and they just abruptly I'm edited like, it. I'm like, like uh, cut it off. Bring that back. You should have had that going underneath, you know, for a while yeah. as the song went out. So yeah, that was definitely more on the hair band side. Yeah, I, but, I would agree with you. But they were in that era where there was that in between. We didn't know where everything was going yet. And they get lumped into glam metal. That's why I got it to yeah. begin with. It was in one of you know it was in Rip magazine, and it, probably because he was wearing a Rip magazine shirt on the cover of the. That's album. how they made it. Yeah, but it came out in 1990, and it's. A very bizarre debut album because it has, I think, four or five songs, and then the remainder of the album is fake live. Like, you can tell... Oh, like uh, Typo did that. Yeah, it was way too much loud crowd for this band who were... Not, they should have had 20 people in the audience. Exactly. Not touring in an arena, but it yeah. sounded like an arena show. And it had the the banter like a, you know that the, guy? Do you know the guy I'm talking about? He does a lot of stage banter. Neil Diamond. Was, He's like, hey, people. It's not, no. Um, shit, what's his name? He's he, Sometimes he wears a star on his face. Oh, that's Ace. Ace Stanley. Ace Stanley, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah he talks to the, like, hey, yeah. everybody. Ah! Hey, oh, that's right, it's higher. Hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm about to fall down, but that's uh, no, 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 I don't think that's who I'm talking about. But anyway, yeah. he was in that band. Yes. <laughs> There's your kiss connection, Ronnie James DOG. He knew you were going to do that because he was outside the studio. You could tell. As you were building up to that, he walks in, walks right up to you, and timed it perfectly. He knew it was coming. He knew. He's like, oh, uh, you're right. getting ready to do that thing that I hate. I'm about to bite that guy in the balls again. Sick Good dog. Uh, Good dog. Anyway, Good yeah, so balls. it has stage banter and everything. Yeah. This is a debut album. Well, they got their money's worth out of that cowbell, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, let's bring it back to the cowbell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, well, you know, everybody in 1990 was cowbelling it up. They're like, these aren't going to be very popular next year or so. Mm. We're going to just use it up this year. <laughs> was there a lot of cowbell and grunge? I don't remember. No, I think that's Not where it stopped. That's I think, where it ended. Yeah, I think Tommy, Tommy Lee really brought it to the forefront. Out, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was used a lot. All GNR used a lot. Out of business cowbell manufacturers in the 90s. Yeah, it was It was, it was, a, it was slow times. times. Slow rough times. times, slow times for the old cowbell industry. Yeah. And the aqua Lots of cowboy shops folded. They did. They yeah. I mean, it was a massacre. You know, I I remember the factory in my small town. Yeah, folding and, and going away. They moved to China. Yeah, they now produce cowbells in China. Apparently, it's, it's cheaper. They are. Their, their cows are cheaper. This is too. how our socioeconomic. It's what we've come. Yeah, this, to. Is, this is how it works. We brought it on ourselves. Yes, but mm-hmm. fun house. All right, let's move on. This is an interesting one because this is a band from Atlanta, Georgia, formed in 1988 by a guy named William Duvall. Oh, I you know this name? Yeah, <laughs> I know this Bill. Billy? Yeah, Billy. <laughs> Billy Boy. <laughs> no. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Just Billy. <laughs> uh, William Duvall. You you may have 
have heard of him. He um, now sings lead vocals and plays guitar for uh, Alice in Chains. Yeah. 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 So. We saw him. He's right that down, guy. You saw him. Right down the street. Well, you saw him. I didn't That's see right. Him. I keep forgetting that was me yeah. and Cindy. That was you and Cindy. Cindy and I. Second, Excuse me. A, a second. Cindy uh, reference. Cindy reference. That's a record. That. It is. Yeah. It is a new record. Put it on the wall. Yes. So this was his band in 1992. They released an album, and the band is called No Walls. Mm. Have you ever heard of this band from Atlanta? I mean, we we weren't here yet. I knew he had a history, and you may have mentioned this, but I don't remember. So technically, no, I haven't heard it. Okay. So they only released this one self-titled album in 1992. They recorded it at Electric Lady Studios in New York under the mentorship of one Vernon Reed from Living Color. Yeah. Pretty cool. And according to Duvall, what he was trying to do with this, and this is exactly what an in-betweener is, this is his quote. It was clear to me that this was how the culture needed to evolve. Rock, jazz, pop, and world music all fusing together to form one truly universal language. No Walls was the embodiment of everything I had dreamed of since I first got turned on to music. So it's exactly cool. what he was doing. He was trying to put everything together. It was a noble endeavor. Yes. But unfortunately, it was a... One and done. However, Rolling Stone, David Frick, they actually gave somebody a positive review. What? He described one of their shows as a brilliant collision of sinewy punk attack, angular jazz maneuvers, and catchy art pop songwriting. That's a sentence right there. Wow. That's yeah, a sentence. He went two or three different thesauruses for that. Mm-hmm. I had to pause just to get the words right. Do you know what sinewy uh, it sounds great. No, yeah. I don't. It's, it's, I believe, and I will be corrected, but it's part of the anatomy. Is a sinew, like it's a tissue, like a tendon. It's tough. Survey <laughs> said. Mm, tough and stringy. A tough punk attack. Yeah. Is that we, tough and stringy. He could have said tough and stringy. Yeah, that's okay. what I would. I would have said that because mm. I'm straight to the point. Exactly. Common man. Yes, I am. I, we are the common men man. of the people. Yes, exactly. So we get. One album from New Walls, it didn't do very well. And then William would go on to do a couple other bands before he hooked up with, obviously, Alice in Chains mm-hmm. after Lane passed away. And I think he does a damn good oh, job. Oh, yeah. Hats off to him. That, that's a hard, those are hard shoes to fill. And Such a unique voice. He doesn't sound just like him. Nope. That's what I like is that he interprets it in his own way. He sounds enough like him that he can sing the songs. Yeah. But he doesn't sound just like him where you think he's just a clone. Uh, just a fill-in. Yeah. So I, I love the choice that they made in him. And this band, No Walls, he plays a lot of acoustic guitar, which is kind of interesting. And that was something else that was being done at that time mm-hmm. where you were starting to get more bands playing acoustics, but kind of trying to rock it out more. Yeah, because in the 80s, bands would play acoustic for one song. For the hit. The third yeah. track on right. the album, which was the big power ballad. So that yeah. was it. it was, and it, it was, was overproduced. Stereotypical. Yeah, it would be completely overproduced. Mm-hmm. But this is not. This is very bare bones, and it's interesting music. I'm going to play the song Naive from No Wall, 1992.
good and weird it is weird right i think <laughs> the, the whole album is weird the world's only feedback solo comprised I, solely of feedback like i said the rest of the album is a lot of acoustic so i'm actually wondering if that is an acoustic guitar that he just ran through a, an overdrive pedal he and that's how he got all that crazy turn stood right in front of the amp yeah yeah or the speaker at least and then the maynard was playing bass on that wasn't he what the hell did you just say Maynard. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded very much uh, Becky and her Big Brown Beaver. What the hell did you just say? Type uh, bass playing on that. Maynard. Not Maynard. Shit. <laughs> I said Maynard. I'm thinking Tool. Damn it. Not Tool. I, Maynard's a singer. <laughs> I know. I know. I was, I, You're thinking Les Claypool? Yeah, perhaps? Les Claypool. No, I just. Okay. Today I saw a uh, Tool. In between her band? Yeah, another. But I saw a Tool uh, video or uh, concert footage from oh, like way way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so I've, I've been thinking about that, meaning to mention that on this episode now that you and I came out at the completely wrong time. Sorry. <laughs> do you want to re- rewind yeah, and do just, that again? Just, just edit that whole damn thing out. Claypool, yeah. So anyway, it just sounded a lot of different great things mixed together. And he on his upper register, he was channeling Chris Cornell through there, which is weird because, mm-hmm. you know, he's taken the place of a very famous grunge singer. And then he kind of, and this one has a little Cornell sounding to it. Yeah. And this is, again, they were an Atlanta-based band. 
band. Yeah. So interesting. I wasn't here yet. I didn't move to Atlanta until 96. Which is 93? 92. 92. No, yeah. I wasn't here yet. Very interesting stuff. I can see how it didn't go any further because nobody would no. know what to do with that. No, what the hell? Yeah, you walked into some record exec going, listen to this. Um, this is back in the day when you still needed a record company yeah. to do anything. So they wouldn't know what to do with that. So we're going to go all the way from Atlanta up the interstate, about four and a half hours, and we're going to have an alternative metal grunge band from Charlotte, North Carolina next. And they were active from 1987 until 1998. They're called Animal Bag. Bag? Animal Bag. Not sack. Nope. Animal Bag. Okay. Now, they've been compared to the Chili Peppers and Faith No More. I mean, if you're in that 89 to 92 range, yeah, there's about three bands you're going to mm. get compared to because that's... What was hidden? Yeah, there. Besides the uh, you know Nirvana, but in that earlier range, yeah, right. And if you're not grunge or what's going to be grunge, yeah. then yeah, you're going to be compared to I would assume Jane's Addiction as well mm-hmm. at that time because that was the other band that everybody knew that was they were kind of off and weird. Yeah, Faith No More was the other one. They had a big hit, but they were still weird yeah. for that time. Didn't quite fit anything, and so that's that's where this band gets placed as well. That's why they're an in betweener. They did get signed to Mercury Records in 1992, and the first single off of that album is called Everybody. And it peaked at number 29 on the Billboard rock chart. I don't remember that. And then it was a minor success in Japan. I don't remember that either because I, I didn't live in Japan. You weren't in Japan at the time. <laughs> but it was it was you pretty big in Japan for about you, eight weeks. You would have been big in Japan. I would have been, yeah, I'd been tall at six, least. Six one. Yeah. So this is another album like No Walls where half of this album is pretty rock and electric guitar and then half of it's acoustic. But it's like that, it's that newer kind of, we're playing acoustic, but we're kind of doing a heavy version yeah. of acoustic. So it's pretty cool. Their second release was all acoustic and it didn't sell well at all, even though that was kind of the time when that was becoming a thing. Days but of the New was 90. That was later. Four, 95, six. No, no, that even was later? probably. I'm losing track. Days of the New was probably. Because that turned into tantric. Seven, 96, 97. Okay, well, much later than I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the grand scheme of things, not that much later, but right. to this, yes, that hadn't happened yet. So the record company says, no, 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 you need to get heavier for your mm-hmm. next release or else you're, you're out of here. And sure enough, before they could finish that release, the entire label, everybody they knew got shit canned. Just cleaned house. Cleaned house. And so guess what happened to that album? That they were going to put out in 1995. Is there a shelf with its yeah, name on a, it? There's a shelf with that. Those are magic that shelves That album's still there. sitting there. <laughs> All these shelves. Here we go. We come upon this quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it's an actual shelf or is it in a box? Just one shelf. Just one long shelf. It's a big shelf. Hopefully it wasn't in that fire that they had a couple of years ago. Ooh. Apparently there were a lot of things in that fire. I've heard some stories of the bands that lost some originals. That was Universal, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to back up on that because I've already been wrong a couple of times tonight. Yeah, somebody faxed. Somebody faxes the answer. Did you somebody say somebody faxes, faxes the, answer. the answer? Yeah, faxes. I, I meant to say fact check, oh, but okay. it came out fax, so yeah. I just went with it. Faxes. Yeah, just faxes. faxes. Hey, right over there in the corner. <laughs> oh, hold on, my pager's going off. <laughs> All right, so we're going to play, obviously, not from Speaking the third the 90s. release. We're going to play from the first album that was on Mercury Records. A Charlotte, North Carolina band, which is kind of near where I grew up, so pretty cool. I remember hearing about this band, but I didn't know them back then. I only stumbled upon them in more recent years, but here's a song called Missing Out. Hey, boy, hey. 
Of all the bands we've played so far, that is definitely the closest, I would think, to a record exec going, oh, maybe. Maybe we might find a place for that. Maybe not that particular song, right? but with some edits or a different song on the album that was more radio-friendly, that was probably the closest I could think of. It had a lot of the Jane's Addiction, a little bit of the hairband-type vocals mm-hmm. mixed in with it, so it fits all those definitions of the in-betweener. It was everything that was going on at that everything, time. Everything, a little snippet of everything. Still somewhat marketable. Yeah. yeah. So like the, the others were mainstream. pretty wacky and out there, but this one right. was close. Absolutely. I'm going to stretch it a bit with the next two. Okay. Just stretch just a little okay. bit into the push, in between in between. I'm, I'm pushing the, the boundaries here. So next band, our friend and listener, Jason Kearney, turned me on to this a few years ago, and he sent it to me after our very first funk rock episode Ooh. because we played a song by Badlands, Jakey Lee's band. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was wondering if I had ever heard of Red Sea. And I was like, no, I've never heard of Red Sea. And he said, well, they're similar to Badlands, came out after... Badlands in the 90s, and they featured Greg Chason on bass, who was the bass player from Badlands on the, the second album, and the drumming of Jeff Martin, who also played. He replaced um, Eric Singer because you know who Eric Singer is? He didn't. He, he replaced him in Ill. Badlands. He went on, he played with Alice Cooper and Allison. And then he played with some other band. Some of the girl for, band, oh, wasn't it? Yeah, maybe. And then he played with some uh, band that he had to like dress up. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? R- Ronnie James D.O.G., where'd you go? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> There's your the, second kiss condition. Those of you that are not in the room, that's not editing. That's Because he used to do that. He used to edit his bark into certain situations. That's him. He's he's now been trained. Thanks, man. <laughs> You've trained my dog to bark at you. Yeah, so it's got the drummer and the bass player from Badlands yeah. in this band, Red Sea. And what I didn't know is, and I should have, because Jason listened to a lot of Christian rock, and he, he turns me into a lot of cool Christian rock mm-hmm. out there. This, hey, is a, this is a Christian rock band. <laughs> there you go. Amen. Kind of good amen. <laughs> So they're technically a Christian rock band. They were on the bluesier side, just like Badlands, but I would still consider them in-betweeners because they're they're mixing all the stuff that kind of came out of the 80s and they're taking a little bit of what's going on in the 90s and then they're doing this twist on this kind of oh, blues mix of rock. heaven and hell? Yeah, there you go. I like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Might be stretching it a bit here, but I would almost put Badlands in in-betweeners category. But we won't know until we hear it. And that's what we're about. All right. Well, let from the, the, their the album decide. from 1994. So they're right there. They're almost pushing yeah, the boundaries of the time little. period. But this is from the album Blood. This is the song Blood.
All right. So if we take it just on its own and not when it was released, it's not bad. It's got kind of a Coverdale vibe where, you know, rock me till I'm bad to the bone, that song. Mm -hmm. And then it has the Guns N' Roses breakdown, like we heard at the very end of the song. And, you know, good guitar lead. But it's just that when it was released, it's I'm sure they were very happy with it, very proud of it and took it to their record exec. And it's kind of like when I missed my connecting flight from Vegas to Reno because I was goofing off in Vegas, not paying attention. The lady at the counter looks at me and goes, um, yeah, sir, your flight just left and there's no more seats for the next week you're screwed it, it left two years ago yeah that's why I, I picture the exec going um yeah this isn't bad but where were you two years ago yeah that's that's tough damn good band damn good band yeah like yeah. i said if you just look at it on its own and take it out of that time period right and just put it whenever just listen yeah. to it i'm stretching it a bit but i still think it fits yeah. in my head well guns and roses were kind of an in-betweener themselves they yeah started as a hair band and just carved their own kind of niche just like Metallica made their did. own sound yeah they and had their then, own and then if you think about 92 when all this or 91 I guess is when all this stuff is starting to really bubble up use, the change yeah. use your illusion 1 and 2 come out yeah and that was and kind it's of its huge. own thing and it's like nobody else sounded operatic like that. and yeah. you know it was bloated movements. yeah oh god <laughs> just like Axel but yeah. <laughs> yeah just like Axel is now but yeah uh, yeah Bless I don't it, know. Bless his heart. So I got another one that's sort of on that tip here okay. just a little bit, but I still think it fits. And this was something, we'll, we'll get your opinion yeah. here. We'll, we'll see. So one of the weird things about the late 80s, early 90s was that the term, to my remembering, my, the term jam band didn't really yet exist Mm-mm. as a thing. Mm-mm. The whole hippie thing was still tied to the original 60s bands that were still around and touring, like the Dead, like the Allman Brothers. Yeah. But and I didn't think of the Almond Brothers as a hippie band. But we didn't think of yeah. I mean, the Dead, you did. Dead, absolutely. But the Almond Brothers were just they were just a rock band yeah. that a seventies rock band, a classic rock band. Well, because all I ever heard was their radio hits, right. which were not as jammy. But people didn't. They weren't saying, "Oh, that's a jam band." Yeah, like that wasn't no, a thing. I knew a Deadhead. I knew yeah. one Deadhead. Was one Deadhead. Yeah, and that was it. So I attended in 1992. I was dating this girl the summer of 92, and she was really into. To the band Spin Doctors, and they had just come out with yeah. their first album, and that wasn't categorized as anything. No, I never think just, of them as just jam rock. band. Yeah, um, but she said, "Hey, there's this festival coming. It's called the Horde Fest." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Let's go!" And so in '92, we went to see Blues Traveler, Fish, Widespread Panic, Spin Doctors, and I think it was Colonel Bruce Hampton and Aquarium mm-hmm. Rescue Unit. And it was all a new thing. Like all of those bands that I just named only had one or two albums out at that time. Mm-hmm. And Horde Fest was, it was called the Horde because it stood for Horizons of Rock Developing Everywhere. And the whole reason they started that, it was uh, the guys in Blues Traveler that started it, was these were all bands that were playing the club scene on the East Coast and they wanted to play bigger stages. So they combined their efforts and they went and toured and did these shed tours where they were playing you know, outside mm-hmm. amphitheater. And they hadn't been labeled yet as jam bands. So it, with their first couple of albums, neither none of these bands really had 15-minute jams on them. They did that live, but they didn't have it on their albums. And so we all just thought of them as this is the new, this is like, like Pearl Jam, like Soundgarden, all this stuff happening in Seattle. This is another thing happening on the East Coast. But it wasn't, you know, it was alternative was bubbling up as a, as a term, but... Mm. 
you didn't know where to put these bands and later they would get labeled as jam bands and the band i'm going to play is another band that fits into this category and this was a band called the hatters and my college roommate joey hall would play this album all the time in 1994 so these other bands had been out for a while this was a band that kind of fit into it and sure enough they would eventually go play the horde festival one year in the 90s now if you're looking up the hatters on the old Google, this is not the Russian gypsy folk rock band that formed in 2016. Oh, okay. Just letting you know, different band. That's a different episode coming up. Yeah, this is a band from Philadelphia that formed in 1988. They released three albums on Atlantic Records. They were blues-influenced rock with some high-energy funk and a little bit of folk, and they could get heavier when they wanted, and they get moody and introspective when they wanted, and they were later labeled jam band. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they were on their first album, which came out in 1994. The name of the album is the Madcap Adventures of the Avocado Overlord. This is the song, Sacrifice. I'm playing. 
that puts it firmly in the territory of Big Head Todd and the Monsters and uh, Grantly Buffalo. Yeah. Which yeah. I, I believe Other they were ones. maybe a couple of years later. They were, were. mid 90s. Yeah, they both And this were. is 92. This is 94. Oh, okay. But this, this it, is getting a little more bluesy based, but still, that's, I love, and that's one of my favorite things. That was really when music was really kicking in with me. And that was 95, just moved to Atlanta. And within a year of that, I would be writing my you know, first song. Right. So that was, it was all about music at that point. I was diving into it even before I knew you. I was buying CDs, going deep with those deep cuts on those CDs. See there, yeah. see there. It was destiny. It was destiny. About yeah, you know, it's about three years before I met you. But yeah, that's I need. Oh, okay, now I got to go back. That's that's tomorrow while I'm doing nothing. Is listen to that. People, you know, it's our genre, so we can put whoever we exactly. want. Exactly, really. we did kind of create yeah, that. We out created of thin this. Air. So I consider them an in betweener because, like I said, this was right at the turning point where all of a sudden this kind of thing. Mm. Oh, we're gonna call that a jam yeah. band, and I didn't. And hear, you can only tour with other jam band right. dare you there mix. was no mixing dare you uh, mix there became a whole else. culture it became I mean, a thing. You, had, you had the grateful dead or the deadheads but then the right. jam bands first one i remember was widespread panic widespread they panic kind of local and when i saw yeah from athens georgia and when i saw them on the horde tour in 1992 i saw them in charlotte north carolina because i was still living in south carolina and charlotte was right right there next to where i was going to summer school uh, at winthrop and i'd never heard of any of those bands Fish were new to me. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Fish, the only one I knew was another one. The only one I knew was Paul Johnson, our friend Paul Johnson mm-hmm. had let me hear Blues Traveler's first album and I thought it was really cool. I still think that band is really cool. Well your other roommate was into jam bands, Larry. Well, I didn't know him yet. Well, I'm just saying it, yeah. eventually you had a yeah. history of having roommates that were into jam. Bro, yeah. Bro, but it's fish, man. It's great. <laughs> bro. Bro. Yeah. So anyway, when they play, I I didn't know how to categorize them. I just thought they were just cool new rock bands, and they were doing something different yeah. to me because I wasn't exposed to that. But then it was not three, four years, and it became like a thing where only those bands would play with those bands, yeah. and t- to this day they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that way to begin with. Nope. All right. I'm going to end with one that is firmly. This is, if you look up our definition of in-betweener, this is it. And this is cool because this band became another band. They realized that they were an in-betweener and they're like, hey, we're going to have to change. We got to fire the drummer. We got (laughs) to, if we're going to become a thing, we have to not be an in-betweener and we have to just go straight to alternative. Yeah. And we'll make a fortune. More more flannel. And they did. So this is a band formed in Detroit, Michigan in 1989. They released one full-length album in 1991 and disbanded in 92. They were featured on the 1991 soundtrack for the film Point Break, which starred Patrick Swayze and Keanu Reeves. And Anthony Kiedis was in that, wasn't he? I believe he was. Yeah, Yeah, I think you're right. Check out the big brain on Brad. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. I think I got it wrong. Steve, look at the brains on Steve. Mm, Steve. Yeah. So they toured with, this band toured with Bad Brains, The Ramones, and Monster Magnet in the one year that they were around. That's pretty badass. Yeah. And wait till I tell you who this band is. So in 92, Virgin Records dropped the band because their album was a commercial failure. And the members, that's when they said, hmm, all right, we got to change something here. So... They got rid of the singer, and the drummer, whose name is Vinny Dombrowski, he switched from drums to vocals, and then they renamed the band Sponge. But the name of this band is Loud House. They released one album as Loud House. I love Sponge. Yeah, Sponge is killer. 
and they were uh, they. Do you know who they toured with? Kid Rock. Yeah. Well, they didn't. I'm sorry, they didn't tour with them. They played. They played the same stage because I know we almost got crushed. (laughs) That was might have discovered it sucks being in the front row. Yeah, yeah. Music Midtown. Hundred thousand people behind you. Yeah. Yeah. No, they. They toured at one point with. Um, so wait a minute, just to set the stage here, the dog is he's asleep. He's asleep across the room. It looks so peaceful. In his beanbag, and Kevin's going to. Do- I, I have to tell the I people know. who they toured. It's with. your job. Uh, you they to toured this. with. Um, oh no! That would feel. He flat. did it twice, and your then this time he just looked at you, and went, "Dude, shut the fuck up." Yeah, he he really is not moved. He he opened his eyes and just went. Oh, God. You idiot. <laughs> Went back to sleep. So twice. Yes. Twice is his record. We'll okay. see if we can break it's that record. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So these this is basically Sponge when Vinny was the drummer and didn't sing. I and had, had a no idea. Singer. Yeah, I didn't know the history behind it. So we're gonna hear some Loud House and this is a song Pre Sponge. From their album, their only album for Crying Out Loud. No, that's the name of the album. And the song is Faith Farm. As the mutant realists caged on their barbed wire picket fences Lay screaming while the beautiful financers Waiting on the next elevator for upward mobility They're all easily attracted to one another By the similarities of the facial mass Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome for your listening pleasure Mr. Abby Hoffman But the greedy Republicans, they love Rod singing Christians, meanwhile, they all look
singing type of words, they're hidden in my songs. When the rabbit howls, the troops come to me. Please carry favorite song of the night love that i don't know if it's because it's a great song or if it sounds exactly like jane's addiction (laughs) it does sound exactly like jane's addiction i I mean peripheral the guitar everything's spot on but i'm not gonna (laughs) that was not dave navarro yeah dave navarro i'm not gonna (laughs) you know pass judgment just yet i'm gonna have to listen to a couple more songs but still just knowing it was one and done i can go that's fine i like it anyway so yeah that was good and i like sponge after that so it's two great bands out of one the guitars are ripping Thunder I mother and whatever else yeah exactly. i mean the guitars are ripping. Yeah, I, I don't recall sponge having quite the ripping leads like that they did have good guitar but i don't remember not that. leads just a couple of riffs it wasn't like heavy so, on the lead stuff like that i think they definitely paid attention to what was going on yeah. at the time and they change for that dude can play yeah but as far as that was you said that was 89 that was 91 oh 91 okay god that, i don't understand why that didn't so jane's, click better jane's hadn't even had their major mainstream success yet that yeah came in 92 or 3 right what's wrong with you no 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 92 they, yeah they because they i'd have to go back and look at the calendar I don't remember. porno for pyros was in 93 so yeah, yeah James I, was in I guess it was the same year. Yeah, so ninety one was time. the same though. So. Nineteen ninety. Surprise, motherfucker! Lucky break, but still, except for the singer, they got the boot. Uh, everybody else still <laughs> everybody got a else, chance. Yeah, yeah, they got another drummer, and then yeah. yeah, Vinny went and said, "I'll sing," and you got Sponge. Good story. I, did, I never knew that. I like Sponge, and now I go listen to that full. Is is that widely available, Loud House? I mean, widely available in the sense that on you can internet. find it on the interweb somewhere. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'll buy shit like that. I don't know about the Spotify's of the world. I don't listen to that stuff. Oh my god, you just look down on me so hard right there. I horrible, felt that. Horrible. I, I felt your derision. Just paying now. Loud House <clears throat> percentages of pennies for your listen. It's better than not paying them. <laughs> Take what you get. 
and love it. All right. So that's what Captain Content gave to us this week. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got some homework for you, by the way. Uh-oh. So I got a text message yesterday from a nice lady. A nice lady. You and I know. Oh. I'll just say your first name, Michelle. Mm-hmm. You know that, Michelle? As I in, know one, Michelle. As in Jim and Michelle? I, I know that one. Yes. Yeah, that one? <laughs> so it's a very dear friend of ours from years ago. They moved to Pittsburgh eight or nine years ago. Miss him dearly. Text me out of nowhere. I haven't talked to her in a year or two. Said, hey, I was on a flight today and passed the time. I pulled up Netflix. I was watching a movie. Just came out. Was that your living room? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, yes. it's out. It's out. So this is one oh. of two movies. I don't think I ever said the title. No, I just you didn't. said two movies had been shot at my house so far. Both times got paid well, but it was a massive pain in the ass. And you haven't done it since. And I haven't done it since. <laughs> Good pay, big pain in the ass. Now, is this the one with the this video the games and all that? This is the first one. So I have not seen it because I do not have a TV. So your homework mm. is to watch this movie. You don't need a TV to watch Netflix. You can watch it on your phone. I'm not watching a damn movie on my phone. Well, I'm just saying you could. My, my eyesight. You could watch it on your shit. laptop. Yeah. I don't see that. But anyway, All right, so, so it's on Netflix, and it is, it's called... It is called The Re-Education of Molly Singer. If that's okay. not a porn name, I've never heard a better porn name than that. But it's not a porn. It's rated R, so it's more... I don't think it's Skinamax, even. Once again, I haven't seen the movie, but I saw the previews. And you clearly... There's a scene later in the movie where it's a party. That's my living room. Is this the one where they also shot in your Winnebago? The, oh, my the guy camper? Was, yeah, the, yeah, the guy was like living in the camper or whatever. And see, I don't know if that's still in the movie. So there's, mm. they shot in my former camper. They shot in the main room, which is what you see in the party. I think one of the clips, it was just a half a second of somebody walking in on a couple having sex. Mm -hmm. I think that was one of my upstairs bedrooms. No, was that you? No, I, oh, I, I wasn't okay. a stunt double for that. Right. Now, I did do pyro. Stunt dick. Yeah, so if there's a scene where sparks are shooting out of the garage, that's me making the sparks, but they may have cut that. So I have no idea if that's still in the movie. The mm -hmm. second one was more of a drama, and it was really bad, so it'll go straight to Netflix also. They're that was the one that was movies. like a... With that the lady was, more was screaming. That was more of a skinamax. Yeah. yeah, she got beat up, and I was we were I was down here. Ronnie James Dio and I were just hanging out in the studio, and they're filming upstairs. All of a sudden, blood curdling screams, and they didn't warn me or anything. So of course, my dog starts barking, and that cut. <laughs> he thought it was me saying. Yeah. So here he comes. <laughs> that was. Yeah, he's tired. He kind of walked over it's this like, dude. Come like, on, Zero. man. I got You made me get up. That beanbag was what? warm, man. What? Yeah, he didn't bark this time. So yeah, just go out. Everybody watch this movie, knowing that I have not seen it. Give us a review of how bad it is, because I've heard it's bad. And you know, it wouldn't have gone straight to Netflix if it was good. So yeah, go watch The Re-Education of Molly Singer, and then uh, let me know how bad it is. All right. You got your homework. Go forth. We'll see you next time. See you. Later!